0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 207 with Christina Bentle. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys. I'm super excited to have Christina on this two-part episode where we are going to talk about her experience living in an RV full-time, selling her house, putting stuff in storage and hitting the road and what that looked like. I thought this just would be a lot of fun because I know a lot of you are doing homeschooling, you're doing remote learning, and a lot of you guys have jobs that you can do from home or from anywhere. So this may be the perfect year to take advantage of doing a road trip. Now, you may not sell everything. You may not offload all your possessions and stuff like that and put them in a storage, but maybe you leave one week at a time every few months. I don't know. I don't know what it may be. You may just take a weekend trip. Um, I just want to encourage you guys to hit the road if you're able to. Like, if you don't have kids in school and you're able to do this, I say go for it. Um, Now, if you do have kids in school like me, you know, take those breaks and go hit the road. This is the time to really do road trips, I feel like. Um, Obviously, I am a travel agent and I am still booking travel. Um, I just actually booked a trip for a client to Cabo. You know, if you listen to my episode last year, uh, I went to Cabo. And it was amazing. And I still highly recommend, um, you know, going to these places. I did episodes um, recently on where you can go um, right now during COVID that is um, open and safe. So you can check that out if this is like not on your Docket for this year. Um, But for those of you that want to hit the road, I feel like this is a really great episode to kind of just hear what Christina had to do. um, What were the challenges? What were, you know, fun things that she realized that um, she got to experience that she might have not even thought about? So if you know someone who's wanting to do something like this, make sure to share these episodes with them. And, um, you know, Even if you don't, I think this is really interesting to listen um, to her talk about what she learned uh, by going into a smaller space and also just traveling with her daughter. Um, So I think it will make you think next time when you want to go somewhere, where do you want to go? What do you want to get out of the trip? Um, It just kind of makes you think outside of the box. So we're just going to talk about um, what it looked like for her to get this ball rolling. Um, What did her husband end up doing about his job? How did she end up working? Why she bought a brand new RV versus a used one, where she traveled to, um, and why she picked those places. So those are the things we're going to be talking in this episode. Um, and then on the second episode, we're going to talk about um, how is it to live in a small space, you know, and um, ending up in the ER, and what does that look like when you're traveling and you don't know the area very well, and just a few other great things of um, you know what she experienced. That will be in the second episode, and how she she ended up in Hawaii and she started in Ohio. So this is just a really fun episode that I wanted to do for you guys. Um, I know things are really a bit stressful, you know, with everything that's going on right now. So I hope this brings a smile to your day. Hey, you guys, since we're talking all about travel, my favorite thing segment today is going to be about travel and what I have fallen in, in love with in regards to packing and they are packing cubes. So I found these on Amazon and I love them. It makes it packing so much easier. Um, I'm going to actually get them for the girls because I used mine um, recently for an overnight stay and it made it so much easier having all of this together Uh, because normally I use my packing cubes for myself, but not for them. And I realized, oh, they need to have their own. And just having cubes for like Oh, pajamas or underwear and socks. Or for me, like I'll throw my workout clothes in um, one cube. Or if we're going swimming to have the swimsuits all in one cube, it just makes it so much easier, especially if you don't have a dresser uh, wherever you're going to just put the cubes right into. If you're going out of your suitcase, we all know that it can just get so crazy, especially with kids, right? Like you have everything packed neatly. And the next thing you know, like all their clothes have been thrown all over each other. And you're like, I don't even know. Where your leggings are and where are your underwear—I have no idea. So, I highly recommend this. I love it. Um, it makes it so much easier. It just kind of makes it like—I feel it makes packing so much quicker. And then when the day comes that you're trying to find your outfits, I just feel like it makes it super, super easy. So, I'm going to put all this in the show notes. If you guys don't subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show um, and you want to have all these at your fingertips every week, go ahead and go to mominspiredshow.com and then enter your name and email. That way, you'll have this. Every week when a new episode airs, you also have my favorite things right at your fingertips. Um, You can also check out um, all of the stuff in the links itself if you just go to mominspiredshow.com, but then you have to go search for the episode. So that's why I highly recommend subscribing to the email. That way it's all there for you. You don't have to go searching for it. So I will put the links to these um, cubes for traveling. They are amazing. Um, But let's go to the show. And I, I hope that you guys really enjoy this episode today. Hey, Christina, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, Amber. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent, which has been really challenging for 2020. Yeah. Um, so I do like asking people um, what their favorite vacation spot is and why. And this can be with or without kids. So my
1: favorite vacation spot, is hard to narrow it down to a single place, uh, but I have to say the ocean, anywhere by the beach. Um specifically somewhere tropical. So, um, I usually don't like to go to the same place twice, mm. but, um, yeah, somewhere by the ocean,
0: anywhere by the ocean. Is there a favorite beach that you have all time? Like all time <gasps> favorite?
1: Uh, well now, because we live here, it would be, be sugar beach and Maui.
0: Oh yes. Okay. So before moving to Hawaii, what would you say?
1: <laughs> um, you know, I'd love the Bradenton Sarasota area in Florida. That was yes. one of our favorite spots. Like with family and without family, there's some yeah. beautiful, beautiful areas down there that I loved.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know that mm-hmm. area. It's great. Um, okay, so we're going to jump into a little bit more about yourself. And you can share with us um, that you live in Hawaii. Um, so how mm-hmm. about you tell us your first and last name where you live, you can kind of tell us how long you've lived there and stuff like that. And then how many kids you have and their ages.
1: Okay, so Christina Bentol. Um, I live in Maui, Hawaii, and we've been here about, uh, it's going over a little over three months on this, four months before that, we're actually from the Midwest. So Cincinnati, Ohio area is where we're originally from. And I have one daughter, her name is Tessa and she's three and a half years old.
0: So what's really interesting is I am from Michigan. And so we live outside of Nashville and Cincinnati is our midway stop. So like Westchester, um, oh, I try, nice. I, yeah, I try to get through Cincinnati. Like we just got to yeah. get through it. Got to get to the other <laughs> side of it. Don't want to get stuck on the bridge. And uh, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, so um, I definitely know the area a lot more than I ever used to when I lived in Michigan, uh, because I wasn't traveling through it, where now I know I need to get through by a certain time, I don't want to get the traffic and um, all that kind of stuff. So, um, so I didn't know that you are from there. So man, what a shift to now live in Hawaii. And that's going to be part of um, our conversation today. I think that's going to be in our second part um, about, well, you know what, let me see. I'm trying to remember where I'm asking you about living in Hawaii that I think that is in the second part. So everyone will have to tune in. Um, and, um, cause that is pretty fun. Like, you know, I think people, especially in Ohio, in the winter are probably dreaming.
1: Yes. A, a, yes that Hawaii. was a big reason why. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why we moved to Tennessee. Um, we It's not, it's not Hawaii. I'm not saying that, but um, it's, it's for, far enough South that if we're not too far away. We can make it back um, to home. And, um, mm-hmm. but there's definitely more sun um, to the point that my sister is always like, you're so much more tan. Like you have so much more color, And it's it's because the sun is shining so much more here, um, where Michigan has a lot of gray skies for a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Um, So my natural skin color just gets a little (laughs) bit more tan, which I have to be careful because, uh, you know, you you don't want to get skin cancer and all that stuff. Um, But, yeah, that was one of the reasons we moved, obviously, for a job. But we always kind of had... Georgia and Tennessee on our minds. So I can relate to wanting to leave the snow and shoveling and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I wanted you to come on because the Hawaii part does tie into this. Um, you know, with COVID and everything, travel has halted in 2020 as we know it. And, you know, being a travel agent, uh, I really have seen it firsthand and things completely changed so I feel like what has happened um, is a lot of road trips and traveling in mm-hmm. either cars or RVs. Um, you know, you started to see that happening more and more. or People went camping. Um, so you take that one step further and you completely changed your life and went full time in an RV. So I wanted to have you on so that you could just share your experience um, with this. So I was thinking, how about you break down your journey um, and we'll start off with, Um, How did the idea even come to be a reality? And then I'll have you walk us through, um, like, how long had you been thinking about this and the conversations that had to happen before even starting the process of doing um, RV full time?
1: Sure. Yeah, it's definitely a process. It does not happen overnight. So when I started thinking about it, it took us about six months from figuring it out to, to making it all happen. And that was actually pretty quick considering I had done a lot of research on other people that had, had done this and six months is really quick to do this. So, um, it all started with, you know, I remember I was working remotely because I wanted to be home with my daughter. I had quit my corporate job and I had started working at home and I remember looking out the window every day and just looking at this cul-de-sac and it was, it was a beautiful cul-de-sac, but it, it didn't, it didn't speak to me. It was kind of like, I'm working from home and I have all this freedom, yet I sit at the same desk and look at the same thing every day. And I I started researching things that I could do as a remote worker and take advantage of it. And the idea of RVing full-time came up. And, and my parents had actually, oddly enough, they had retired years ago and and done this for a little while. So it was something that I talked to them about. And the more I started thinking about it, the more excited I got about it. the potential of just waking up in a new spot every day. And still being able to work and do what I love, but being able to do it from anywhere in the country. And we, my husband is a banker by trade, so he's the logical one. Uh, it took a little bit of convincing. Um, but once I got him on board, we got so excited about it. And we started just putting together the, the plan of selling the house and um what do we keep? What do we get rid of? Do we, do we want to put things in storage units or or are we coming back? It was, it was a lot of planning, which was kind of a part of the excitement. And then, um, you know, it was, it was easier with our daughter because she was in preschool at the time. She was only going two days a week. So we weren't pulling her out of, um, school in a sense. It was, it was kind of an easy transition for us in terms of it just, it made sense for our lives. And, um, We did tons of research on the right RV, and we ended up with um, a Forest River Signature. If you know anything about RVs, there's a million of them. (laughs) So we spent so much time looking at RVs. We ended up with a 36-foot, which is a pretty decent size RV for for three people. And the beautiful thing was, once we got rid of all of our stuff that we had accumulated in our house for four years... It was actually very liberating and very freeing. So once we get into this tiny RV, you really don't need that much space and that that much stuff. And you you kind of start to look at life in a different way.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to ask you about the spacing and all that kind of stuff um, a little bit Mm -hmm. um, later in this episode. I wanted to uh, take us back a little bit. So your husband works in banking. So people Mm -hmm. are probably thinking, okay, so how is he doing banking? full time in an RV or has he completely quit his job and you guys have enough in savings and you're still doing your work and stuff like that um, to get you guys by. So can you walk us through that a little bit?
1: Yes, absolutely. Cause that's definitely one that comes up. Um, he did leave his job and become a stay at home dad. So his full time is taking care of our daughter and helping with that and keeping her entertained. Um, We've been fortunate enough that we're definitely not living um, the normal life. Yeah. So for us, you know, him being a stay-at-home dad, I've I've always kind of been the breadwinner, and and our relationship works like that. So I I make enough money in the work that I do. We did have savings, but we didn't have to dig into it until wow. we, we moved to, to um, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the the beautiful thing was, it's actually surprisingly cheaper. So when we sold our house, we were able to pay off almost all of our debt, except Mm -hmm. for student loans, we paid off everything because our house had increased in value. We had, um, when we, when we sold it, we had that extra money and we just paid off everything. So it was so liberating in that sense too, because we didn't have all this debt hanging over our head and we just had the essentials. So we were
0: able to cut our income in half, but also we cut our bills in half because we were able to pay pay so much off. That is really cool. And I did want to go back to the RV. I am not familiar with it at all. So um, what made you guys decide to get a new one versus a used one? And would you do this the same way again if you were to do this all over?
1: Oh, it's such a great question. Um, Because the RV is such a, a big piece of the investment piece part of it. So mm-hmm. we decided to go new versus, um, buying something used because yep. there's a lot more used available in terms of when you go shopping, it's hard to find used ones. So oh. if you're talking about, if you want something specific, you may yeah. have to travel a thousand miles to go pick oh, it up Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. if it's used. And then do you buy it when you get there? It, it's and getting an RV loan is much more complex than getting an auto loan too. Oh, so that was another reason that we decided to buy New because it was easier to get a loan for that, and what I mean easier, it's still much harder than even getting a mortgage because an RV is considered. um, It's it's not. uh, Oh, what were they? I can't remember exactly what they called it, but it's like a toy
0: they consider. Oh, like a jet ski or something. Yes. Mm. So
1: they assume you know if if you if you can't make your payments, that's the that's the last thing you're going to pay. So you have to have a, a good credit score, and for the most part, you have to have a pretty good. Down um, down payment. Okay, mm-hmm. so for used, you'd have to be able to pay for it outright. It's
0: much oh, much harder
1: to get a loan. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: so just all of those in consideration, and then too, like we just had more options with new. Right. So the only thing to be aware of though is like getting an RV is a long term investment because the depreciation value yes is, it's crazy. Well, that's what
0: I was going to ask you about. So let me just ask you that, mm-hmm. Um, and then you keep finishing on this. Did you guys sell it? I'm imagining you're not taking it to a Hawaii. Um, yeah. Maybe you did. I don't know. Maybe no, you shipped it. That no. would cost probably so much money. Um, yeah. So and then how was that with recouping your cost? Because anything, you know, I, I would view an RV similar to a car, but I could be mm-hmm. wrong. Um, the moment you drive it off, right? It just depreciates mm-hmm. so much. Um, mm-hmm. So did you end up selling it? And then did you just know ahead of time that you're like, we're going to just take a loss on this, but it's worth getting the brand new one versus a used one?
1: You know, those are all questions that we had considered and no, we didn't ship it. We did look at shipping, but, um, they, they don't have RV parks in Hawaii. So oh, that was wow. kind of a new, yeah. So yeah, that's
0: there's nowhere to put it. Yeah. So yeah, it's pointless <laughs> to have it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, we did consider selling it, um, uh, but the circumstances that we were in, because we, we moved during the, the pandemic uh, towards the beginning of it, it was very difficult to sell because oh, we were yeah. in Portland. We weren't oh, at home. Right. And we had already bought our plane tickets and we didn't have anybody to help show it. So it is sitting in a storage unit in Portland at the moment. Oh, okay. So, you know, my husband and I have talked about it a lot. We love having it because, you know, even going back and I was looking at some RV pictures the other day and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, so many memories. And mm. I would absolutely love to do that again. Um, we have, it's pulling at our heartstrings a little bit to Aww. sell it. We, we had considered doing it just because financially it doesn't make sense to be making a payment on it while sure. it's just sitting there. Yeah. But at the same time, um, the, the, the payment is relatively low. Consider it's not the same as a mortgage, right? Because it's it's considerably cheaper. So we're still kind of back and forth. Do we sell it? Do we keep it? Um, But yeah, it's sitting in um, sitting in a storage unit right now in Portland.
0: Wow. You know, what's so interesting Mm -hmm. is um, I wonder if you could ever just like rent it out if you ever wanted to (sighs) do that. Yeah, we had considered doing that. Uh, yeah, but
1: it goes back to that we're not from Portland. So yeah, you have to be there to try it to somebody. That's true. Because I, you know, I told my husband I said if we could rent it out, that would be fantastic because yeah. then we could keep it, we could share that experience yes. with other people. Yeah. And then we're trying to noodle in our heads, well, how how can we do this? being, you know, miles, thousands of miles away. Yeah. Um. And then we had considered, how do we get it back to Cincinnati where, where maybe there's an opportunity to put it on our father, um, my father-in-law's land, and maybe he could help us do that. And then we're, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So it's kind of hard to get it back. It's I think a three or four day trip to do that. And we didn't want to risk just right now when, when it was happening, because it was during the beginning of the pandemic when people weren't traveling, it was when things were closed down. So we just put it in storage and decided to go ahead and jump on the plane here. But my my husband probably will get on a plane at some point and come back and get it to drive it back home because like I said, we're struggling to sell it because I, I, I love having it so much, but I like the idea of renting it in order to do that. We need to get it back home to the Ohio area.
0: Yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense Um, because I think people would wonder like, well, well, most people aren't going to move to Hawaii, you know? And nice. I would imagine. <laughs> so they would be kind of back home. They could store it or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so that's where it's slightly different um scenarios. But would your guess be if you sold it, you would take a hit and you knew that ahead of time? Yes.
1: For the most part, yes. And that's what my husband and I have talked about a lot. If you're gonna sell it quickly, you're gonna take a hit. So it is one of those things that I would recommend it as a long-term investment. When we first did it, we, we didn't plan on moving to Hawaii, so we didn't plan on selling it. Um, but it's, it's considerable. It's more than a car in the sense of the depreciation. So you have to be ready for that. And that's, again, another reason why loans are so hard to get because of the, that depreciation. The, the loan companies know that there's going to be that huge gap and um,
0: they, they, it's harder for them to take that risk. And you said it's a thirty-six foot. It's called Forester.
1: It's a Forest River, Mm a Forest River thirty-six foot travel trailer. So there's a difference between a travel trailer and a fifth wheel and a C class. There's if you get into it, 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 I kind of nerd out a little bit because it's so interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, because so you drive this one, right? Like, because you sold your car. (laughs) right? No. No. Oh, you drive. You pull it. We sold
1: our car, but we pull it with our truck. Oh, with your truck.
0: Okay. mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So so it's not one you drive. drive Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because so that's okay. So let's back up for a second. So you sold your house and you sold your other car. Correct. And then you put some stuff into a storage unit. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to catch everyone up. Okay. So this is good to know. Now having a 36 um, foot, what is it called? your forest 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 river River travel travel trailer trailer. because if people are really into this they're going to be like wait what exactly did she say um (laughs) would you pick something different or were you really happy with this choice and the size
1: i was very happy with it because we we did so much so much research before. Um, so this particular unit has four pop outs and that was something that we were debating on. Do we, do we want less pop outs? And if you're not familiar with the travel trailer, you know, it's the, it's kind of like a single wide unit. And then there's electronics that push the walls out. And mm -hmm. in this unit, there were four of those, wait, one, two, three, yeah, four. And, um, four is on the, on the heavy side in the sense of, um, most units have two or three so four is kind of like it's one more extra than most units have and we were concerned like is this a good idea because when you're pulling it the more electronics you have on it the more complicated the oh, unit, yeah is, mm-hmm. the more you risk any damage but we never had any problems um so the the bedroom had to pop out so i literally had a closet which was fantastic nice. um that we had a little island which I loved, which so this unit was really unique. The islands are really hard to find, but the little island unit with the, the little sink was fantastic. And then I had a little makeshift office. So in the back I made an office space. So I pulled out one of the bunks and put in a a really lightweight computer desk and then a bookshelf. And then my daughter had a little bunk bed on the other side. And granted she's three so we had to right. do some um creative things to, to make a little wall for her so that she wouldn't fall out of the bed, but she loved right. it. So Aww. it was
0: perfect. That is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that is helpful to know all of that stuff. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, I can't even imagine it having an Island. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Especially for <laughs> uh RV.
1: <laughs> I remember sharing a picture with um, a friend of mine at the time. She's like, Oh my God, I can't believe I had no ideas that RVs could yeah. be so chic. Right, like yeah, it was it was, yeah, it, it it was fancier than some apartments that I've ever lived in. Wow, so it,
0: that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So before we, we're going to move into where you went and how you chose those locations, um. But I wanted to ask you, um, in regards to um an RV, how is it different than a camper, or is it a camper?
1: It's essentially the same thing. I think okay. the word the word camper isn't used a whole lot in the space. It's, I think that's kind of more old school, but it's essentially the same thing.
0: Okay. So when people do say they ha- they have a camper or they bought a camper, they're really just saying mm-hmm. they kind of got an RV. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Yeah. I always thought RVs were the ones that you always drive. like that's, <laughs> And I always thought campers were the ones you pull, but I've learned something that RVs are ones you can pull too. Yeah. So at least...
1: From what I know, yeah, everything. um, I'm I'm part of a couple of there's fantastic Facebook groups out there. If you're interested in this, there's tons of full time family RVs and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so an RV is just a recreational vehicle, anything like pull behind. Got
0: it. Yeah, Yeah. see, learning something every day. Um, Okay, Mm -hmm. so let's jump into this really quick. You started last September, is that right? We officially got
1: out of our house and, and uh, we're full timing in September yet. So we okay. didn't hit the road until October because we were on my father-in-law's land. He has a bunch of land in Indiana right across the border. And we sat there for a little while. We had some uh, family stuff that we had to take care of before we actually hit the road.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you said that you did this fast in six months. Now, if somebody mm. was trying to figure all of this out, would you say that you probably would want to give yourself a year? Is that what you're thinking? Like if you feel yeah. like six months is kind of quick? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Uh, from everything the research that I did too, they had recommended a year, but I'm just very you're like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So a year is a good time frame because it gives you, you know, looking for the right RV, looking for it, getting a loan. Like I said, getting yeah, a loan is it, not easy. Yeah. And we unfortunately were in a situation where it got kind of tough because we had sold our house. Um, we, our house was on the market and then we were looking for RVs and then we found out how hard it was to get a loan. So we had to get, oh, wow. um, we had to borrow money from family in order mm. to get it. And then we obviously were able to pay it back fortunately, but right. we kind of, if you're in that situation and you don't have any extra resources and you're like, well, I've already planned all of this and now I can't get a loan. You'd be in a very tough spot. So during the research, making sure that, um, you, you find the right unit for mm-hmm. you and yeah. you figure out where you want to go and how you're going to figure out where you're going to go. That's another challenging one. Like, do you get a camping membership?
0: Mm. Do you,
1: are you going to be stationary? Are, how, how often are you going to move? There's so many moving pieces and so many things that you would want to know Yeah, and give yourself a little bit of time if you're, yeah. if you're not looking to fresh yourself out about it.
0: Well, and and we're going to definitely talk about that in part two is, um, you know, the expense of it and staying in certain campgrounds. So we'll talk about like getting a membership and all that. Um, so that's yeah. really cool. I wanted to ask you, how long was your journey of traveling?
1: So we hit the road in the beginning of October. And then we um, we landed in San Diego, which was kind of towards the end of the trip. I'm losing track of the months. <laughs> it, uh, it was about eight months in. So what is that? Oh, um, November, we're December, me do math. January, February, March, April, May. So May, yeah, it was around May or June. We landed in, um, San Diego mm. and that was kind of May. So when the pandemic kind of started and my husband and I were at a campground and I told my husband, I said, I'm getting really uncomfortable. This is, this is something's something's not right. This isn't normal. Mm. You know, we're hearing all this stuff on TV. Our daughter's being exposed to people at the campground, and they're not taking this seriously. My
0: -hmm.
1: my parents at the time were um, living on a farm in in Portland, right outside of Portland, actually. And we called my parents one day, and I said, I think it's time for us to get stationary Mm. because I'm not comfortable traveling right now during all of this. Because what had happened... Literally that, that day we had a cancellation from the next, next campground that we were supposed to go to. Oh, they, wow. We were shutting the, the county line. They yeah. weren't letting everybody cross it. That it was getting whoa. to that point where, yeah. like, whoa, what's going on? What do we do? We're, we're in San Diego. We're from Cincinnati. We can't just drive back to Cincinnati. Right. Um, so my, my, my mom and dad at that point, they were, that was, I think that end of May, beginning of June. So we drove up to Portland and then we stayed in Portland until we came
0: here. Wow. Yeah. And and again, so we're gonna talk about you figuring out to go to Hawaii and all that kind of stuff in the second part. Mm-hmm. Um I wanted to ask you um as we close up part one, um, let's go through the places that you went to um one by one. And then I wanted to ask, how did you even figure out what locations you wanted to go to? Yeah.
1: Um that's a big part of if you're traveling full time, is where are you gonna go? How much is it gonna cost? How much does it cost to get there? But um so I like I said in the very beginning the the ocean is where I feel most at peace and mm-hmm. happy and I knew that if I was going to do this I just had to go next to the ocean. So when we first started we were going to make our trip slowly to the the coast and go down and then we we made it to um about Ruskin North Carolina as was our first stop. And the reason we stopped there is because we had a Thousand Trails membership, which we can talk about more, but we were part of that campground association and we just yep. decided to go there mm-hmm. and we stayed there. It was absolutely gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. But then I called my husband and said, we're so close to the ocean. I can feel it, but I can't see it. I'm like, I have to be on the coast. Yeah. So the next stop, um, we made it all the way over to the coast and I can't remember the name of the campground that was there, but, um, that's when we started just hopping, to camp down campground down as close to the ocean as we could and that was really how we decided mm. and then what we had did we, we created a plan where we tried to make sure that we we didn't travel more than four hours
0: we did oh, it a couple of cool. times
1: but it's kind of painful because four hours usually takes about seven to eight hours so if it's a four-hour trip
0: oh. because our truck probing. yeah because
1: you're pulling, uh, mm-hmm. we have to get gas every hour and a half to two hours. Wow. You've got, you've got a toddler. To yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah, the toddler. Yep. Um, you can only go about 55, 60 miles an hour. So you're wow. driving a lot slower. Sure. So we tried to keep the trips kind of shorter when we could. And then we would piece it out. Okay, so where's the next campground location that's close to the ocean that has stuff that we might want to do next to it. So we were in Ruskin, North Carolina, which is a beautiful itty bitty city in north carolina and then we went over to the coast i can't remember the name of that but then we went all the way down and then we beelined it to florida because it mm-hmm. was starting to get cold because remember we left in oh, october right. yeah yep you're so going we to winter west yeah and we're like man we're, we're doing this we're going where it's warm so we yeah we broke our rule and we beelined it 10 hours <laughs> to <Florida>. oh, wow <laughs> <laughs> we stayed um the tip of florida i can't remember exactly and then we went to wachula Where's that at? It's in the middle of Florida, oh, okay. it's another ranking town, but it was part of our thousand trails membership. So it was nice way more, um, reasonable in price and once yeah. you start to realize in Florida, if you go to Florida, they have a lot of the, um, over 50 communities mm. and they're more expensive. So oh. you could get into a situation where you're paying for, um, a campground more than you would pay for a hotel.
0: Yeah. And that's something I do want to talk about on the next one. um, Because I don't think people would ever think that. So we'll we'll skip that for now. And then um, I do want to bring that back up. Um, So yeah, so we're, we're in Florida right now. And you're trying to figure out where to stay. (laughs) How long do you stay in Florida for? Uh,
1: We were in Florida for probably a bulk of the trip. So we started hutting up um, because we just loved it. There were so many different beaches that we wanted to explore. It was warm. And the next closest, like, beach town was in Texas. And we're like, oh, that's so far to drive. Yeah. So, um, we were in um, Florida up until February. Okay. Yeah. So we spent my birthday down there. We went to uh, Orlando, mm. we went to Sarasota, Brighton area, St. Pete. So um, right before COVID the, hit. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
0: You, you got in right before everything went crazy. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then we were, we wanted to go to Key West. Okay. But that's right. It was kind of mm-hmm. right before we had heard about COVID. Yeah. We had heard about these things. Right. Was, um, and we're like, is it a good, idea? no, <laughs> we, we probably need to start heading to the coast because if we do yeah. that, you know, that's, that's a considerable trip there and considerable mm-hmm. trip back. So we decided to forgo forego that. And then it was about February, we started to head towards Mississippi. So we went to um, Louisiana, um, we went to Biloxi, we went to New Orleans, which was some of my favorite areas that I I didn't even think that I would love. Yeah. It was kind of a, well, let's just travel through it. Yeah. And then, we got there and and then you were surprised. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we stayed there a little longer than we had anticipated. We actually went around Mardi Gras time. That was when we hit around New Orleans. It was about a week before Mardi Gras. So we got to go Mm. to some Mardi Gras parades, which I never would have dreamed of of (laughs) doing until, you know, the the opportunity was there. And I, I'm just so thankful. We got to go to um, Bourbon street. uh, And then we went over towards Texas. um, Trying to think of some of the cities that we had in Texas, there were some small ones and then we went down Texas. And then at that point was when COVID was starting to, the the word was spreading a little bit. My mm-hmm. husband and I said, okay, I think it's time to be lined to, to um, San Diego. So yeah. we we drove It's about 15 hours. Wow. It was tough in and, and yeah. two days to get to San Diego so we could spend some time in San Diego because that was one place that we had considered moving. If we mm. hadn't moved somewhere else, we wanted yeah. to... Just, we kept talking about Check settling down. I said, yeah. I, I'm not ready to go back to the Midwest where it's cold and yes. there's nothing to do. So. Yeah. We spent about a month and a half in San Diego and then, um, that was in Then when we were kind of ready, when all of that stuff happened, we, we decided to go up to Portland where we spent about the last two months of our full-time travel. We were technically stationary, but.
0: Wow. So as Mm -hmm. we close, I was going to ask you, are there some places that you really wish you could have went to? Um. But you just didn't. Well, one, probably because of COVID, but just Mm -hmm. also the timing of things, you know, um, things taking longer than as if you were driving a car. Is there a place or a couple of places that you're like, man, I really wish uh, we would have hit those areas? Or do you feel like you were good to go with where you went?
1: Yeah, no, there's there are areas that I definitely wish we could have made it. Um obviously Key West, I still oh, think that's about right. that yep. one. Yep. But um like Arizona, uh we, we wanted to make more of the um the desert. Nevada. Yeah. Nevada. We had dreamed of going there, wanted to see the Grand Canyon yes. and camp there. So that was where we were anticipating going had things not turned out the way they did. Oh, um, COVID.
0: COVID just jacked
1: mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so grateful because we had so many amazing opportunities. And by that time too, we, we were kind of getting sick of like the small cramped space. So yeah. mm-hmm. it was kind of nice to have that change up. But yeah, that's the only thing. That's why sometimes I go back to like, do I really want to sell it? Because again, we're gonna yeah. keep that hit on the money and then we could come back and, and do over it again trip to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. yeah. Go do the desert. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: I think that would be fun. Well, Christina, we're at the end of uh, part one and I can't wait to talk to you um, next oh, week about no. um, what we learned in regards to living in an RV. Um, I think you ended up in the ER twice or someone did. I don't know if it was <laughs> you or someone else. Um, and then what people need to consider if they're going to do this full time and your least favorite part as well as living in an RV and um, how it's not necessarily a full time vacation. Um, Like people might think of so I just wanted to say thank thank you so much for coming on the show today Yeah, thank you for having me Hey, you guys have you subscribed to the mom inspired show email list yet If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books We discuss on the show as well as all the guests information then you will want to subscribe That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.